Hello and welcome to 2022 and our first episode of the new year, Tosh. How are you? I am here. I'm in it to win it, friend. How are you? I, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, pretty much that's the same thing I keep saying to everyone. If if I am speaking to you, then it's a good day and I am here. <laughs> we are here on Zoom again because there's, you know, all kinds of craziness happening again. And we're going to kind of continue to ignore that because I think people are tired of hearing all about it. Yep. And we're going to just talk about something fun instead today, right? Yes, absolutely. So we both, I assume, had wonderful holiday breaks and maybe got a couple of books for Christmas, found them under the Christmas tree, potentially. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, trying to think. I should have counted how many I got this year. One, really? two, three, four. It was, I would say it was an average year for me in terms of books. I'm going to say there was maybe half a dozen books. Wow. Yeah. And is this all from your husband, Alex and the kids or like your parents buying you books, family, friends? It's a mix. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a mix. So it's not just yeah. all like going out and, and going on a, you know, crazy shopping spree at chapters. <laughs> There's some of that too. If we count in the books that I bought myself in the past month and a half under the guise of Christmas, <laughs> then the number is probably much higher. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're getting closer to two dozen probably. We go wow. 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 Now, are you, I'm sure I know the answer to this question, but do you keep your books or do you lend them out? I, yeah. See, yeah. I yeah. You can tell looking at my face yeah. <laughs> for people I, who are listening that that's an obvious Jenna keeps her books. Yeah. And if yeah. you get a load of my book, then you are a very special person. And if you don't give it back, I will hold a grudge for decades, decades, just decades put it out there. I, I am tell you names. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm the exact same way. My mom was here, um, in November and she asked if she could take back, um, my most recent, um, uh, Jennifer Weirner book. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> you are my mother. Yeah. How do I say no to that? And then we went to Ontario for Christmas and she was like, you should take this book home. I wish I had it down here with me, but um, I'm a big Royals fan and I come by it. Honestly, I come by it through my mom. And there's an author that she loves that writes loosely based on the Royal family. And uh, so there was one called the queen and she sent me home with that. She's like, here's a good place to start. And she's like, but I'm going to need that back the next time I see you. So get well, see, reading. Least you guys understand each other then. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that, that's a pretty fair yeah. relationship. I would, I would say my dad and I are kind of like that. My dad and I will trade books back and forth sometimes. And there's, there's usually, they're starting to downsize a bit more. So there's less of a yeah, you can, we need this back or, you know, read this while you're here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't go back home until you've read this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and I have to say I've gotten better over the years with giving away some of my books and, and I I've been looking at the bookcase going, you know, I really can probably give up a few more of these now, but I find it, I find it really hard to part with books that I've enjoyed because I will, like some of them, I do definitely go back and read again. Some of them, you know, maybe, you know, Alex hasn't read yet, or eventually I think the kids should read them. <clears throat> Although I say that and I'm like, yeah, that stack of babysitters club on the shelf, <laughs> Claire is not reading. We'll take them. Maybe we will. Maybe, maybe I should. Them. Well, Did she prefers the new versions of them, right? So the graphic novels. Yes. Sarah too. And it's killing me. That is, I'm like, 
honey, the books are really good. And she's, so she has become obsessed. Sarah, I bet you the same as you has probably pulled two dozen books over the Christmas holidays. That's what she spent all of her money on. I bought a box of books, like just bought, I filled a box with books of books I bought off a of marketplace for Christmas. There was, I think 12 books in the box and there's like dork diaries and a couple of dog, man, some babysitter club ones too. And that was her favorite gift. That's what she talked about more than anything else. Um, but yeah, she said the same thing. She's like, well, I've already got all nine of the babysitters club books. And I was like, mm, there's there more are. than nine, sweetheart. <laughs> but yeah, she meant yeah, the graphic novels. One through 35 on my shelf, plus the super specials. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. And then there's like babysitters club, little sister edition too. Yeah. I never right? got into those. I was, no. I was older by the time those came out. So yeah. I'm yeah, not but sure those are also out in graphic novel version as well. So oh, yeah. Although at least now we're getting to the stage with Clara. So she's in grade five. Some of the graphic novels that she's picking up, um, I'm interested in reading. One of the ones she got for Christmas is called Borders, and it's an adaptation of a Thomas King story. And it's about a, a family who are crowfoot and have to go back and forth between the Canadian and US border. And when they're asked, you know, where are you from? What's your, you know, show us your passport or whatever. And the mother's like, well, we're Crowfoot. We, you know, this is all where we belong. You know, we don't really necessarily have the same border and the same mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's all around that. And so I know she read it already and I'm kind of like, okay, so when you're done with the book, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> and so it's kind of nice to be slowly sliding into, into that territory where, you know, it, it, we can kind of share some of the graphic novels, which is interesting. That is interesting. It's funny. So uh, while I was home, my sister is a librarian and she actually, yeah, she runs like the Springwater area of Ontario's library. So she's got a few libraries under her belt and we we're talking about how the graphic novels and how I don't like that Sarah reads them. Uh, Cause I, in my head, I'm like, she's not learning to use her imagination. She's not trying to picture things right. Uh, because it's right there in front of her. And so we got into this big discussion about how um, she, cause she used to live down in Florida. She was living in the keys for many, many years. And she was uh, one of the first librarians to get graphic novels approved in schools down there because of how they help children learn to read. Um, so my nephew, her son is dyslexic and that is what got him into reading and learning how to, how to read with his disability. It was because of these graphic novels. And then I was like, geez, maybe I really need to look at these in another like point of view. Right. Cause I wasn't thinking of them, um, as that way to me, it was like, when we read Archie's as a kid, it was a fun excuse to kind of like not have to read too much and think too much when you're reading, but now it's obviously very different. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, as a kid, you don't necessarily make those differences too, between the Archie books and the other books, but there is, there's still lots of words. There's lots of learning. There's lots of, and I think part of, part of that joy of reading for a lot of people is not just imagining what you see, you know, when you read a novel and you have to come up with that imagery, but then what you imagine after that, I remember like as a kid, one of, one of my cousins especially was fantastic at fan fiction, right? She would go on and create these worlds upon worlds based off of characters that we'd read about in stories we'd read about. Neat. And so I think, you know, 
regardless of how you're reading it, there's still room for that element of imagination that you were worried about. But if you haven't thought that way, yeah, it's hard to imagine that someone else is thinking it that way. <laughs> yes, 100%. Absolutely. And it's funny. Uh, well, one book that got us starting to want to do this conversation is the latest Outlander uh, is out and you've already read it, which blows my mind because it's giant. And yeah. I also got it for Christmas, but I haven't cracked it yet because I was in another book. But you know what? I read them before the show came out. Like I read it leading up to maybe the show was already out, but I hadn't watched it yet. Um, and I I preferred when I didn't have an idea, like I had my own idea of what they look like in my head. And now when I read the books, I'm like, oh, I know what they look like. So there's, well, you know, the stars adaptation of what they look like, which I think is pretty bang on. But but I think I liked having the my own idea in my head of what they look like before putting a face to the name kind of thing. It's tricky with things like that, right? It's, I do enjoy how they've cast that show. <clears throat> and so I do kind of like now when I'm reading it that I have those images in my head mm -hmm. because I like how vivid they are. And I think they did a good job of casting, but yeah, there's definitely been things where I've watched where I've been like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that I'm really enjoying about this series now, because I had a moment where I almost kind of fell off the fan track. Mm. I will be honest. Oh my gosh. Um, so I read the original Outlander book not that long after it had come out, really, when it first started to kind of hit that popularity boom. And we're talking like sometime in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. um, because when I started reading the series, there were three books published Okay, and got through the first three books. And then it was that waiting waiting. Yes. Waiting. <laughs> she takes forever to put out the next well, book. But... Because this book is 888 pages long. Exactly. It's allowed. It takes and a while she's... to write that. She's busy. Especially when you're, well, and you're drawing on historical things, you do have to do a fair level of research that you might not otherwise do if you were doing, you know, writing science fiction yeah. or complete fantasy. You need to make sure that what you're putting in there is close enough to the truth that you're not going to, you know, have legions of people coming after you for what you've done because you know they um, will they well, <laughs> and to that point I'll say there's an interesting little bit um in the afterword uh of this book go tell the bees that I'm gone uh where she addresses some things that have been highlighted that she did put in earlier books that she's come to understand although she did her best at the time are maybe not as accurate as they could have been. Okay. And uh, so it's, it was really neat to kind of read her, her take on that and her explanation as to what she will change about how she's been telling that part of the story. I'm not going to give anything more than that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because okay. I know you haven't read it and other yeah. people haven't. And yeah. It, um, but yeah, it's been, it's really fun when the, the first couple books, I was really into them because of, the Scottish background and mm -hmm. the fans, you know, the fantasy and the romanticism of the storyline. And if you've read along the series, it, I, I don't think we're not quite to the part in the TV show where I kind of went, what? Yeah. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> yeah. This is I'm, just I'm too waiting far. For it. I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's this season of the TV show or if it'll be what would come next. I'm not exactly sure where they're lining up right now because yeah. I haven't seen the latest episodes. Um, but there comes a point where I was like, okay, I bought all the time travel until now. Right. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
but I've come back around with this one because now it's very firmly, you know, set in that, you know, civil war era, uh, sorry, not the civil war, but the, you know, the, the war of independence in the United States and the, and again, I think, anyway, sorry, I got interrupted. Now I'm all off. <laughs> it's set in the time where the U S is just about to, you know, defeat the British and, and take back their, you know, take on their country for the first time. And I'm finding it really interesting because as I'm reading it, what's standing out now more so than the Scottish history, which I knew some of now what I'm, you know, connecting with is like, oh yeah, I remember that part in Hamilton. <laughs> oh, really? It's, it's really <laughs> fun to kind of have those touch points and see how things are coming. And, and the story has, has kind of come back from the part that I didn't quite like where it had okay. gone. Um, yeah. But one thing I that I want exactly wanted... what you're talking about. So yeah, yeah we can talk I'm about sure. that offline. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I don't want spoilers for anyone yeah. who's like just getting into the series. Um, one of the things that I think that people who are a fan of the Outlander series, especially those who have you know, read the books or even at this point, watch the show because we're getting to the point in the show where they are in America mm-hmm. and it starts to introduce uh, storylines with Quakers yeah. and friends. And it's really interesting. And if you haven't read this, you need to. What do you got there? So the Measure of Light? Called a Measure of Light by okay. Beth Pounding. So Beth Pounding is a New Brunswick author. And she's written a lot of books that I think you will probably love. Um, I got uh, her other book, The Sea Captain's Wife, uh, uh, no, not the sea captain's wife. It's her other book. She's another book about sisters um, <clears throat> that I'm kind of holding off because I'm I'm torn about reading it <laughs> for various reasons. Um, but this book, A Measure of Light, is absolutely brilliant. Which all her work is. That's not why I'm holding off reading one of them. Um, but A Measure of Light tells that story basically of the families who became known as the Quakers coming from England to America and, and a storyline that talks about some of the intricacies that were happening with that religious movement Mm. and various religious movements of the time. And so having read a measure of light just before Christmas, and then getting to read, go tell the bees that I'm that I'm gone, which has a little bit more of that storyline than I think some of the other outlander books have had. Okay. was really fascinating because it's like, oh yeah, it, it gave that extra context to what was happening, but it's a New Brunswick book, even though it doesn't take place in New Brunswick at all. It's a New Brunswick author. And it's just, it, same thing. It's that historical fiction that is just so rich with detail and so rich with storytelling that you don't necessarily take it in that you're getting this fantastic history lesson <laughs> while you're reading the book. And it's, it's much, it's a much easier read than yeah. the 188 <laughs> pages. It's uh what do we got here? It's just over 300. Okay. Yeah. Much, much easier that. read. Yeah. It's going to take me till summer to get through, go tell the bees. I'm sure. Uh, but uh, it sits there on my nightstand and I stare at it every night and go, I should just crack it. Like, forget this book I'm reading and just, but but I want to finish the book I'm reading uh, right now first, because it's my my first time reading a Nora Roberts book. And Ooh. yeah, my mom said the exact same thing. She's like, oh, you're like, she's such a good author. And she writes under two names, I guess, mm-hmm. apparently, too. So uh, yeah, anyway, uh, J.D. Robb, I believe, is the other name. OK, OK, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it's initials. Yeah. It's J.J. something. I think okay. it's J.D. Yeah. OK, so I know that. <laughs> yeah. 
this one that I'm reading is called The Villa. And yeah, it's like, it's like a little bit steamy. It's got a murder plot in it. Like I, it's kind of got everything I could possibly want in a, in a story. So I'm definitely going to be finding myself some more of her books as well. And I guess maybe under her studio name too, which would be cool. Yeah. I feel like I could be wrong on this and I'm sure someone will correct me, yeah, but I I'm feel like, like gonna Google the it things that talk. she's written under, uh, I, I want to say it's JD Robb. I feel like are less in the romantic realm, okay, but probably still have a little bit of that in it, but are more suspense detective mystery kind of stories. Whereas under Nora Roberts, some of her stuff is much more securely in that romance historical fiction kind of field. Okay. And I think it was that. I, I don't know if she wrote under two names because of the time when she started writing that people wouldn't have, you know, kind of gone between categories as much mm -hmm. as they do now, or if it was one of those, like, Oh, I just want to see how people think of, you know, what people think of this writing if they don't associate it with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't really know. I have read some of her stuff a long time ago. I haven't read, read any of her stuff recently. And it's always kind of on my like radar of like, Oh yeah, I should really pick up some of her stuff again. So I'll be curious to know, uh, as you, as you read what ones you think, uh, would fit me. Cause I'm trying to think of the name now. She had a series years ago that was very much set in, uh, in Scotland in a Scottish family. Oh yeah. She yeah. apparently writes under four different four names. Oh, only four names. Okay. Only. only. And she's got about, <laughs> I feel like it's like me with books. all my different Facebook accounts. Seriously. On this page and that page and this yeah. page and that page. Yeah. I know. I like, and then you're responding to yourself through pages. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. JD Robb is right. And okay. then there's a Jill March and a Sarah Hardesty. Oh, I hadn't heard those names. Interesting. She's apparently got <clears throat> 225 romance novels out. That's just, just the romance. Just novels. the romance. And that's yeah. mostly under the Nora Roberts name, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. yeah. It, by the looks of it. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Unbelievable. That so girl, speaking, what is she, she yeah. clearly has no life when, does she, <laughs> when she's just writing all the time. I don't so understand. It's, it's amazing. I think how some people have that capacity to just like have so much and not have it seem overly repetitive or, mm. you know, dry and whatnot. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. For those of you watching, I just hit my laptop and <laughs> shook everything there. It was not an earthquake. It was We're fine. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we, we just passed the 40th anniversary of the largest earthquake New Brunswick ever had. So I'm having that, like, there's probably people out there who are like, flashbacks. Yeah. Everything else is happening. It's about time for another one. Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, what I was going to mention about uh, the idea, you know, we were talking about books and, you know, then seeing them on screen and whether it matches or not. One adaptation that I just watched that I haven't read the book that I'm like, I'm kind of torn. I'm very curious, like, I wish somehow you could do the control groups of, like, experience in both ways and see which way is better. Yeah. Because, so have you watched Normal People? No. Or read Normal People? No. So, oh my goodness, I think you'll love it. So it was airing on CBC and now it's available on Amazon. Okay. And it's 12 episodes, like half hour episodes, though. And it was done uh, partially through the BBC. It's set in Ireland. And it's the story of these two characters who meet in high school and then it follows them through university. And they have this really complicated, interesting relationship. 
And oh my goodness, it's amazing. I had been told I would love it. And my cousin was right. It is fantastic. It is rated 18 plus. So do not watch it if you're not ready for (laughs) what's going to happen. Um, But the characters were so, so interesting. And there was a moment just in the screen adaptation where one of the characters was experiencing anxiety and it hadn't really been clear up to that point to what extent this character was experiencing this. And then suddenly it was like that, like, oh my goodness, I am suddenly inside the head of a couple people I could think of that I know experienced this. I'm like, I thought I had an idea of what it was like. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I didn't quite get the extent of it. And oh my goodness, this is how exhausting it must be to live this way. Yeah, seriously. And it was just, I'm like, if it was captured this well on film, I'm desperate now to know what it was like to read it. And I wondered, do you get more of it earlier? And it's not such a surprise the way it was for me to watch it on screen or right. like, it, it was just fascinating. And so I looked at, so the, the author, Sally Rooney only has three books because she's 30 <laughs> and like the, the praise for her is just like off the charts. <clears throat> and I'm so excited now to be like, oh my goodness. So her, her third book. So that was her second book, her third book uh, someone has also bought the rights and is going to adapt it for screen. So I'm wow. like, okay, that one, I think I have to read first yeah, yeah, and then yeah. maybe I'll, I'll see. And I do want to go back and read the book, normal people. Um, because I think it sounds really fascinating. And like I said, it just, yeah, there was these little, there were snippets of various things, but one scene, especially with anxiety, I was just like, oh, wow. I have watched a lot of things and read a lot of things and I've never seen it captured quite that well wow okay gonna, that was my take on it okay i'm gonna someone. look that up for sure yeah. yeah um have you heard of the book washington black no me either me either um but this just came down the pipe the other day that uh this book that again by a young canadian author is being turned into a nine-part miniseries thanks to disney and they're filming it in Nova Scotia. In Nova Scotia. Yeah. That part, yes. I'm like, that's that's the part I heard. That's the part I know. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty exciting. It was um, the guy from This Is Us, isn't it? Maybe. The, I, think it's, I think it's the actor from the show This Is Us who's cast to be part of the filming in Nova Scotia. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw okay. was a picture of him with, with the headline. Yeah, I hadn't had a chance to read beyond the headline on that one. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hadn't read into who's into it yet. It's being filmed. And you might know this being from Nova Scotia, but Shelburne isn't exactly on your end of the island, but still um, (laughs) uh, it's being filmed at a historic place called Cooper's Inn and it starts in March and it's supposed to like the, the, uh, you know, famous people will be there until about May, but it is a movie. (laughs) So who knows, probably June, maybe even July. Uh, I thought that was pretty neat. And, and uh, there's been a lot of fantastic things filmed in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Like, there, there's been no shortage of folks who've been there for amazing things. And, and a lot of things too, that kind of fly under the radar. Oh my goodness. You're going to put me on the spot. I'm trying to remember. There was a name of a movie that popped up. I think I streamed it on Netflix. That it, I don't think it was Shelburne. I think that one was filmed in Lunenburg or Mahone Bay. Okay. And 
it was this kind of fantasy small town. It, it was just kind of a sweet called the healer. Okay. Anyway, it was one of those that, yeah, it, it's, it's worth the watch. If you like, you know, if you're the type who watches Hallmark Christmas movies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will enjoy that. It'll one. go along just <laughs> fine. Yeah. Yeah, but it has a little bit more depth than than some of those do. But but it that's even just from a you know economy point of view, that's so fantastic to hear that something is going to be filming again in Nova Scotia. You know, there yeah. was such such a busy growing you know movie film industry there for so long, and you know even before the pandemic, some things kind of went sideways there, and then the pandemic really just <laughs> took a bite out of everything, of course. Yeah. So to hear that something of that magnitude is filming there again is exciting. Speaking of exciting things that Disney has filmed on the East Coast, um, I'm going to have to look up when Peter Pan is coming out, because yes. they filmed that last summer in Newfoundland. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see Newfoundland as a backdrop for Peter Pan. Story. It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. So magical. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's going to be really good. Also, I'm really excited to see. Well, I was going to say a live action Peter Pan, but we have a few of those, I suppose. <laughs> yes. But when it's the Disney version, there, there, there yeah. is something special about what that production company can do. <laughs> yes, it's very true. But it won't be it won't be Hook. That's my kids' favorite. They oh, love Hook so much. I yeah. loved that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I went to the theater to see Did that. You? I remember going with my dad, my little brother, and just, yeah, it was fantastic. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I saw that at uh, Triple Cinemas <laughs> in Sydney. <laughs> Which anyone from Cape Breton's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Memory lane right there. Yeah. Going to it's the Triple the spot. Cinemas. <laughs> Yeah, all three screens, baby. That was something else. That is something else. Very cool. It was it was very big time if you're going. Yeah. (laughs) It was not as lovely a setting, I have to say, as the Vogue Theater, which uh, was on Charlotte Street, which was another place that I was lucky enough. I'm of an age where I actually got to see movies at the Vogue Theater. (laughs) (laughs) That's like people here in Riverview when they went to the Toonie Theater. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. I hear stories but, of that too. Yeah. Yeah. The Vogue, the Vogue was more, uh, it was very art deco kind of not quite like watching a movie at the Capitol, but, okay. but similar to the Capitol theater, but yeah. Uh, that's was, cool. But yeah, I remember going to watch hook there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are showing our age. Aren't we? So, uh, we probably <laughs> Which should I've never had a show. problem with. Yeah. <laughs> no, no problem. No, 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 definitely <laughs> not. People know that. <laughs> yes. And these days, some days, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting more and more apparent. My, <laughs> I will share my husband and a couple of his friends, uh, before things kind of shifted here, we're going out, you know, once a week regularly to catch up and, and came to the realization one night that, uh, you know, we used to talk about the man and, you know, what was, you know, how, how he was ruining everything. And now they're like, Oh, we're the man. Now that yeah, it's happened. Yeah. It's yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, twist. That age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it. I like aging. So. Yeah, I you know, there's there's parts of it that I'm okay with and parts of it where it's just like, oh I kind of miss being surprised and excited and like discovering things. Mm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it gets a little tiresome feeling like you're the one who has knowledge to pass on <laughs> <laughs> right, not in a bad way and not yeah. in a like oh my god can't you understand this way just yeah. to like wow I never thought of that aspect of it for people who were older than me of the like there's mentorship and then there's just like how many times must we repeat 
<laughs> everything that's ever happened in the world so yeah. we can all learn it again. <laughs> a lot, apparently. And, I'm, and I, I'm in the middle there, right? There's, it's not yeah. that I've experienced everything, obviously. <laughs> I understand. I yeah, understand. It, it, there, yeah. There's been a shift for sure. <laughs> to say the least, to say the least. All we can do is hopefully raise our children to be ones that remembered some stuff. We'll see. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or just, you know, continuously point out how far removed we are from their generation. <laughs> My daughter's gotten very interested in knowing the, the, you know, the exact, you know, what age groups fall into what generation and what this generation thinks of that generation. I'm like, you know that the numbers really, there are not hard lines and it's not that easy. And yeah. that whole concept of what we used to think of in terms of a generation is not like, we have to make the generation so much shorter now because it's really about what you experience, not your age. And anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute though. I like that. <laughs> She's finding an interest in those things. For sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah very much. <laughs> yeah. And, but now she's 10, right? So I can keep pointing out, well, you know, your little cousins are about to come up and tell you yeah. <laughs> what you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're getting old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's great. It's fun to watch. That, yeah. That's cute. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And her little brothers are going to start that on her soon too. I'm sure. If not oh, yeah, already. I, th- I think, well, yeah, they're kind of the same generation though. There's not enough yeah. age gap between them. <laughs> that, that's more just the sibling rivalry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Boy, oh boy. There's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably wrap up the show. I'm not sure when we started recording, but it's got to be roughly around now. Uh- <laughs> oh, yes. So, yeah, we hope that everyone uh, enjoyed this little journey through our, you know, bedside reading tables today. <laughs> and uh, we will probably be back to somewhat regular scheduling next week with some guests lined up. I know we do have definitely some guests lined up for this season over Zoom. And uh, if anyone listening and watching has any ideas, you, people you think that uh, we should be chatting with, please let us know. We are always open to your ideas and suggestions. Absolutely. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching and listening. 